Well, good morning. How about we turn around and say hello to the folks around you? Go ahead and turn around, greet your neighbor, tell them good morning, tell them hello. There are many uh, gospel passages, scripture passages that are near our heart. You, you know them well. You hear them Sunday after Sunday, year after year, and, and, and some of those passages you just know. Uh, you are, you are, I bet you're familiar with the story of the prodigal son. We hear it every year proclaimed to us. If you go to Mass on a regular basis, I bet you many of you know the story of the prodigal son. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? We hear that often at Mass. You hear the story of Jesus' birth. You hear the story of um, the shepherds and the angels. You probably are familiar with the story of his death. There are passages from Scripture that we hear at Mass and they stay with us. There are some passages from Scripture, believe it or not, you've heard them at Mass, but you probably don't remember them. And the difference between the first and the second type of passage is not about how it is in the Bible, but how it registers in our heart. In other words, the passages that we remember say as much about us as they do about God. So why is it that we remember the story of the prodigal son? Because many of us know our sin. Why is it that we can remember Psalm 23? Because if you've ever been through a dark valley, you need this shepherd. Why is it that we remember his birth? Because we celebrate our Savior. Why is it that we remember his death? Because that's when he gave his life for us. You see, the ones we remember say as much about us as they do about God. So today, you've, you've heard it before. I bet you many of you knew what it was like when it was unfolded. Peter's walking on the water. Takes his eyes off of Jesus, he begins to sink. And the fact that you remember that one is because a lot of us know what it's like to go through storms in life. One thing we all have in common, we've all been through storms. I'm not talking about Ida or Katrina, the storms I was referring to before Mass. They can bring upheaval in our life. Many of us, there has been an interior storm because of Hurricane Ida. I'm talking about all the other storms. I'm 50 years old, 22 years of priest, and 50 years of life, and 22 years of priesthood. I've seen lots of storms, whether those are in my biological family or in my parish family. As a member of either family, I've been a part of storms that are a part of family life. I have walked with people who for nine months prayed for the baby in the womb, begging God for ten fingers and ten toes, asking God, I just want a normal baby, and I have been affected personally by children in the womb where there was a cloud over their pregnancy. The test results didn't come back right. I remember specifically, one child specifically, that I'm very, very close to now. He's great. But we didn't know when he came out of his mother's womb what his physical condition would be like. And I remember that was a tumultuous five to six months of intense fear and worry. And I, I was begging the Lord for help, much less his parents. And, and, and families, whether it be my biological family, my, my parish family, 22 years of priesthood, 50 years of life, there have been DWIs and addictions. 
There have been divorces or near divorces. There have been curveballs, two parents from teenagers and curveballs, two teenagers from their parents. I have seen storms financially. I have seen storms with infidelity. I have seen storms at work, at home, in the stock market. I've seen our nation go through a storm. I've seen me and people I love go through storms. What I know about life is that it ain't always easy. It'll throw you a curveball. And sometimes you go through a patch where you are on your knees begging God because he's all you got when you're going through a storm. And if you listen to the silence in church right now, I bet you know what it's like. When I go through storms, this is what happens to me. I'm like Peter. I'm I'm navigating a storm. I have my eyes on Jesus. Watch what happens. Here comes the storm. All of a sudden, my emotions get me. I begin to worry. This is what happens to me. The worst thing for me when I'm going through a storm is my mind. God. I stare at the ceiling at night, and here it comes, right? All the questions. And what I do when I'm in a storm is I try to figure out the questions. Right? I'm going I'm to work it out. I'm going to find a solution. I'm going to go through every option in there. I'll anticipate what happens if that option happens. And all of a sudden, it's 2 o'clock at night. I'm still in the same place I was before physically and spiritually, and I'm more exhausted. When I'm going through a storm, my brain is not my friend, right? Every conceivable worst-case scenario is in front of me. It may not be reality, but it's in front of me. When I'm going through a storm, I can hear his voice all day long, but there's a louder voice in me of doubt or discouragement, or if someone who I love is going through a storm, I want to control things in life. I want to take it away, and I feel powerless when they're going through a storm, and I just feel like I'm on the edge, and I I can't fix it. Storms. So here's a question for you. What time of day was it, and what was the weather like? Because most times when people talk to me about this passage, when I see paintings of Peter walking on the water, when I hear stories or songs, when I look at religious art or stained glass windows, it looks as if it's daylight and calm. And Peter's walking on the water, looking at Jesus. And all of a sudden, Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and falls in the water. A couple details about the gospel. Help me help you. A couple things you want to know about this that will help you in your storm by learning from his storm. Number one, the Sea of Galilee is as big as the Lake Pontchartrain. So when it gets stormy, you got big white caps, you get a lot of wave action. Number two, fishermen back then always fished at night. They still do in the Sea of Galilee for whatever reason. Fishing at night was just a part of the rhythm. So they're fishing at night. They're on the water at night. We know that because it says that in the fourth watch of the night, what does that mean? They're sleeping on the boat. Somebody's staying awake to just keep an eye on the boat. You take turns doing that. The fourth guy was up the fourth watch of the night. (laughs) There's no electricity. The only light you have is the moon. What happens to the moon when it's cloudy? 
when it's raining. You can't see. You got six foot seas on the Sea of Galilee. You ever been in a boat with six foot seas? You ever been in a boat when it's rough? There's six foot seas on the Sea of Galilee. It's pitch black at night. And Jesus says to Peter, come to me. Peter's walking on six foot seas. How fast is it? How fast do you sink in six foot seas? So as Peter is in this tumultuous storm, he's walking on the water, he's looking at Jesus, he takes his eyes off because of the storm, and he sinks like that. My question is this, how did Jesus see him? It's pitch black. Six foot seas. The key part of the story today to me, as I was praying about it this week, is that Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus, but Jesus doesn't take his eyes off of Peter. Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, but Jesus never takes his eyes off of Peter. Say that with me. Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, but Jesus never took his eyes off of Peter. That's the point of the gospel. Because when you're in a storm you are going to experience or at least be tempted to take your eyes off of Jesus. It's your emotions. It's the attack. It's what happens with other people. Even if you handle storms well, most people in your life don't. So when the storm hits you and your family and the people you love, you are going to be affected as much by how they handle the storm as how you handle the storm. When you're in a storm, it's easy to take your eyes off of Jesus and sink. And let me tell you, when Peter was under the water, he could not see Jesus' hand. You ever been underwater in six-foot seas when you're panicking? It's not like there was a Hollywood spotlight with Jesus' hand coming through and music in the background going, whoa. Peter couldn't see Jesus. All he could feel was his hand gripping him on the arm and pulling him out of the darkness. Because sometimes when you're in a storm and Jesus has his eyes on you, you can't see Jesus' eyes on you. Because all you can see is the storm. When you're on your knees begging God for help, you want to get out of the storm, and every time you look at the storm, this is what happens, you're going to feel like it's never going to end. You're going to feel like the people who are suffering are always going to suffer. You're always going to be tempted to think about the worst case scenarios, and there's nothing worse than being in a storm in life and feeling alone. You ever been there? one thing to struggle it's another thing to feel like your friends aren't with you or your family's not with you it's it's horrible to feel like God isn't with you that's because we often associate God's presence with us meaning that the circumstances of life are going to change when Peter was pulled out the water the weather didn't change God entered the storm. He entered the darkness. And when he pulled Peter's hand, it was still externally stormy. 
It wasn't until after Peter was pulled out the water by Jesus that eventually the storm passed. So here's the good news. And trust me, it's good. He's not afraid of your storm. And even though you may take your eyes off of him, he's never taken his eyes off of you. He is constantly looking at you. And when you fall in the water, he, he sees you because he didn't take his eyes off of you. How did he find Peter? Because he never took his eyes off of Peter. He found Peter because he was off. Peter went that way. He looked that way. Jesus kept looking this way. Peter saw him fall. He saw you know exactly where to go. God sees you. He knows exactly where you are. Peter just said, I need help. And if that's where you are, that's all he needs to hear. I'm going to offer Mass today for anybody who's going through a storm. For anybody who has gone through a storm, or maybe the people in your life who are there right now. And ordinarily, I would say, keep your eyes on Jesus. Today, I just want to remind you, He's not taking His eyes off of you. You are seen, He is with you, and all you have to do is say, I need help. Be not afraid today. Be not afraid of the storms. Because even when we take our eyes off of Jesus, He never takes His eyes off us. Amen?